and welcome again to the Real Estate Titans podcast. I'm your host, Frank Gray, here with my co-host, Katie Lewis, once again. And we have some very special guests today. We have Mike Cabras and David Hurley. They are with EXP Hurley and Cabras Real Estate Group. Uh, both these guys have been around for quite some time. Uh, David's like 22 years. Mike is like 21 years. Let me just get to the numbers of these two guys real quick. These two guys uh, in the past 12 months have knocked out over, Katie, over 70 transactions. What do you think? I think we get the, the round Big of applause. Big, tight Big round of applause. Hey, and then David chimed in. He goes, yeah, if you want to go back 24, we did over 250. So how about another? How about another round of applause? So guys... Yeah, you guys are truly titans. Uh, so let's get the introduction. So let's say hi to Mike first. Mike, wave your wave your hand so people can say, "There's Mike, Mike Cabras," and of course his cohort in crime over there, David Hurley. So great to have you guys on the podcast. We're so excited to talk to you and just run some questions past you so we can shake those two brains around and see what shit you know what falls out you know to maybe help some people because these numbers that you guys are posting they're significant, fellas. I mean, con- congratulations. On, on what you're doing and you know but you know i tell you, you guys been in for a couple of decades apiece so you guys got the experience right you guys have you guys are have like what how do we say you guys have paid your dues would, would you say right yeah and I don't know, it didn't happen overnight you know it's, we, <laughs> it's a work in progress right yeah. yeah always it's always a work in progress isn't it even after a couple of decades yeah absolutely all right cool well we'll just dive right into these questions so katie what's what's up first for the guys all right do you have uh, specific prospecting times and activities for new business? And if so, what are they? Oh gosh, that's a loaded question, isn't it, David? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, well, basically, I mean, we uh, we relatively, I mean, David and I, I mean, we we focus on our day-to-day activity, which um, which we kind of pre-plan everything like a week before, because okay. uh, majority of our business is done through investor relation uh, and. Um, in small town development, that's what we kind of work with. So, a lot of the stuff that we do, we kind of we kind of backtrack it, right? Per se. So we we scout out, um, you know, off market properties, or we 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 scour the, the internet was as far as like uh, any MLS deals that possibly a good deal for our clients, and we kind of pre pre uh, market it like beforehand, right? So, because for the following week, what we normally do is we. We go ahead and we look at all these properties the week after. So a lot of the properties kind of like get kind of accumulated here on the on the week before, and then the week after is definitely when we write offers and we inspect properties and and kind of like that's our daily thing. We we go in the following week we we pre uh, we pre do everything like week before, and then the following week we we go ahead and we inspect the properties we. We look at our ARVs and make sure that it works for our, you know, clients, small and big clients. So you're kind of um, answering question two with question one, which is very cool, which is, do you have a, a niche? And it, you do. So talk to me a little bit more. So you guys, you guys really focus hard on the investor side of things. Is that, that's what I'm hearing. So you're looking for the fix and flip type properties. Is that, is that, is that what I'd be correct in saying that guys? Yeah, mostly. Um, you know, so we, we're always looking for deals. Uh, we like the clients that are going to give us multiple business. Um, Not yeah. Obviously, we still work with uh, friends and family and referrals. Right. But we, we try to keep keep the numbers up by bringing properties to uh, investors so we can resell them in the future. So this is interesting. So, <clears throat> Mike, you mentioned that 
in your in your daily prospecting to answer the question you guys are getting together and trying to find these off-market properties if you will or potentially some that are on the mls that might that might pen right right and so and then you're trying to find off-market properties that are like that would be a good one or that would be a good one and then um when you come when you get these properties in your hands or get someone who's interested then do you guys have like a, a group of investors that you kind of go to pretty regularly like do you do you have like an investor pool of guys that are like these guys always buy these things and flip them how do you how do you go about about doing that or am i way off base right well i mean why the yeah no you you hit the nail on the head okay he, um he basically runs mostly that side of it the uh the investor side of it um so he works with uh with a couple clients that are, are really large buyers okay uh, so if, if it pencils, he has the guys with the money to close in 10 days and, and get going on. Man, I'm liking this model, Katie. Very cool. I mean, th this model is like, let's find these homes. I already got the guys that want to buy them. Here's the house. It pens. Cash. Go. Am I, am I, am I, am I speaking right, guys? Is this yeah, kind of what right. Well, so basically what, what we did is we, you know, a long time ago, we, we, we predetermined these buyers, right? So before we go out for the deals and look for the deals, you know, typically what we do first is we find the buyers. I mean, we need to know specifically what they're looking for, you know, what areas they're buying, you know, what price range are they buying and, you know, and how much, you know, and what type of, what type of work do the, does this property needs, right? So that way we can actually tailor what we're prospecting for. So in essence, I mean, you know, don't look for deals if you don't have the buyer for the deals. Right? Yeah, right, right. You yeah. Know, we kind of reverse engineer it. We find the buyers first, which, you know, we have, you know, institutional buyers from, from small flip mom and uh, pop flip, uh, you know, teams yeah. and, and wholesalers for that matter. Right. Let's look for these deals. And we, we get together with these guys and say, hey, what specifically are you looking for? So I can find those deals. So. That's love, like this is, okay. So obviously it's yeah. easy to look at the, Oh, sorry, Katie, go ahead. No, no, go. I'm keep going. I'm just saying they're like kind of going reverse. Like he was saying. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One and then end with the other. Yeah. So just so you guys know, you've totally got piqued my interest here. Like this is, it's, this is one of those podcasts, Katie, where like, I'm going to be stuck on question one for, for a <laughs> long time, but, but it's so here's okay so obviously it's easy to look in the mls and try the fixer you know i mean find the fixer or the flip or the potential one that might work but when you say you go when you guys start hunting down off market properties how do you find those I mean, how do you go about how do you go about finding them i mean just literally driving down streets looking that's one that's one or basically really yeah, yeah we do that so we, we do that usually once every other week no kidding drive by neighborhoods that that fit uh the buyers you know what, what do you want to call it well the buyers buy box right there so you go. we're in, in essence you know what happened is you know we work with investors right and we sell them properties so we know that they're buying at that area so we actually once we know that we're gonna have it and we're gonna get it relisted we actually scour the same area and say hey what other properties are in this area that might qualify for this buyer so it's, it's an easier segue to go to them and say, hey, we already bought this property on this street. Hey, are you interested? Maybe sell your home for cash. And that's kind of like how we do things. So so we it's like a twofold thing, right? You already got the product. You already have kind of credibility because you already bought it. They can look it up. It's bought. 
and just say, hey, you know, we can do the same thing for you if you want out. You know, pretty simple. Like if the roofs look bad, old windows, uh, grass isn't maintained, those type of things. Gotcha. And then you guys obviously list it once it's fixed up and sell it, right? Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty flipping awesome. And then, so, right, I just got one more question on this. <clears throat> so you're you're literally driving neighborhoods to find them. Are there any other, well, I got two more questions. Is there any other way you go about, do you do any marketing or advertising saying, hey, we got a, you want cash for your house? Give me a call. Like a lot of people do or no? We, we do, um, but we haven't really seen the results. No, okay. At the, the way we get it the other way. Um, we put up the signs, we buy houses. All that stuff. You know, for our for our clients. We've, we've done mailers, you know, to people who look like they're in trouble on paper. Um, but we haven't really seen the results that way as, as we've seen from actually putting eyes on the property and, and seeing the distress. So, okay, then... I can't stop here. So, so <laughs> you're 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 literally going in these neighborhoods, seeing a house that you feel like that one's a potential deal. How do you go about making contact with that person of that owner of that house? We find you know we find their contact information through uh, through tax records. Sure. Uh, we try to reach out through phone, email, and we will, we will also send letters out if if needed. And last thing, we would knock on the door and, and actually just talk to them. And no kidding. Yeah. Well, in other ways also, besides that, is we, we do network with with other investors out there as well. You know, particularly, I mean, the wholesale game has been, you know, around forever, I guess. And we we actually partner up with some of these guys and say, hey, what do you have, right? Because we do have the end buyer and that's what they're looking for is the end buyer. Right. And you know, we're not we're not going to take a property and then sell it to somebody else and sell it to somebody and sell it to somebody else. We actually have the end buyer that can buy, you know, a lot of these properties, you know we have buyers that can actually buy up to like 100 homes at one time if needed to. Wowza. So um, so that's kind of like the, the MO, right? I mean, we, we just network quite a bit. We, we go to some meetups and, you know, and, and really figure out what, what that side of the business is, right? Because as a realtor, a lot of times it's just one side. I'm going to list a home, list a home, sell a home, right? Or buy a home. These guys are creating deals on the, the other side, and we want to tap into that. And that's why when you network with these guys and say, hey, what kind of deals do you have that maybe you, it's hard for you to get rid of because the number's too high that not, and no no other flipper can get it. But we have a buyer that actually can pay a little bit more. So those are the type of deals that we want from them. So a lot of times those things get wasted because they have, a, you know, they have a criteria in a buy box sometimes or what a lot of these flippers, you know, wants to get in at. But we can relatively pay a little higher. So we kind of like, you know, we're the leftovers, right? We're, we're the guys that will pick them up, you know, yeah. when nobody else wants it, right? Because yeah. we, have, we have a buyer that will, you know, that can buy it a little tighter and they can, they, they and they do it by numbers instead of one season, two season. Right, right. Yeah. I, so, so, so just so I'm clear too. So you're like a, a typical week for you guys, Monday through Thursday. And I think what I heard you say, Mike, is that like, this week we're going to go out and find opportunities. Next week we're going to try and get those opportunities. Is that right what I, is that what I heard? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like, what week are you on this week? Are you are you, are you finding this week or are well, you writing offers this week? You know, writing like, we're writing like what five offers this week? You know, shut so. your mouth right yeah. now. Yeah. So, and that's just one side of our business, and we're going to talk about our otherness with uh, with small developer. And that David can actually speak into that oh, one. Might as well get into it. Let's talk yeah. about small developer. What do we got cooking over there? 
Yeah, so so we have a relationship with a developer who does, I would say, 60 homes a year and uses us to exclusively sell those. Um, brand new homes. Yeah, brand new brand homes. homes. Uh, they're all spec though, so it's not like we're we're setting up an office and having people pick up grades. You know, none of that stuff. This guy just specs them out, and and uh, we're lucky enough to sell them for him. Yeah. How'd you get that relationship? Yeah, I was gonna. Start. That's what I was gonna ask. How'd you get well, that? Good relationship? question. Tell him that story. I mean, I think so, this this story is pretty cool. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he he cold called me about a about a property that he had for sale, one of his rentals. And he ha actually had it listed with another agent. He was just asking me some questions about it. Um, so I, you know, I answered the questions. I told him that it actually looks good. The way their marketing is fine. They're just priced a little bit high, but you know, I think if you drop the price, he'll, he'll sell it and everything will be fine. And you know, I, I would think that he would just go to his agent. It turned out his agent was his wife. And, <laughs> and, and he goes, he tells me, uh, he goes, you know, I, I don't really want her doing real estate anyway, but I'm going to try to fire her. And if I do so, would you be able to, to sell the house for me? You know, obviously, of course I will. Uh, so then he calls me later and, and gives me that house. And turned out there were six homes that he owned on that street that he was selling. Um, just wanted to put them out one at a time. And uh, on a cold call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to backtrack it, right? So, I mean, we, you know, I mean, David and I, we kind of partnered up and, you know, we kind of made a name for ourselves, right? That's the listing people, right? I mean, got it. Okay. I think their mother called mm -hmm. us, right? Oh, you, what kind of listing you have coming, right? Because we're putting, you know, 10 to 15 listings a week uh, during that time. And of course, he notices, and that's when he kind of called us while we're driving to Manteca, <laughs> right? We're actually going to remove a sign, a sign in Manteca. And uh, yeah, it ended up being that one. And then, you know, really what I told him would happen, happened. So then he, uh, he started telling me about other rental properties that he had. And he gave me a list of 17, I think. 17. homes, And he's like, hey, check on these. Gave him prices. And he said, all right, I'm kicking everybody out. We're going to sell them. And then I think we're maybe 10 or 10 or 11 homes through. And then he's like, you know, by the way, I also build homes. Uh, what do you think of this little neighborhood? Oh, my gosh, dude. What a score. It's yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's just like I actually went. We, we probably sold maybe a hundred houses through him before I ever met him face to face. Oh my God. You gotta be kidding me. Wow. What yeah. a story. This may be the yeah. coolest story we've heard on this, on this podcast, Katie. Yeah. And bottom line is always answer those cold calls. Cause you know, <laughs> right? you what if you right? didn't answer your phone right? that day? <laughs> that, that simple. Answer, answer your phone. Answer hey, that's the reason why I have all the time, right? That's why I drive all the time so he can answer his calls. <laughs> so basically, this guy gives you a call. David, you proceed to, you know, basically destroy his marriage, right? Get his yeah. wife fired and then get a bunch of people kicked out of the rental property so he could sell them. So. Right, what a nice guy. You know what's, I, I honestly, <laughs> even without knowing that it was his wife, yeah, the, the listing looked great. So I didn't bash the listing at all. I yeah, said, yeah. She's not, you know, your agent's not doing anything wrong. Everything looks great. Your pictures look great. The Everything's good. Great. You're just priced a little bit too high. If you lower it to this, it's going to move. You're going to get multiple offers. You know, we, it was during that time where we were in the market where everybody was paying, you know, 25, 30,000 over. Yeah. So the land it at that price, you just listed it, you know, 25, 30 under. Right. And that, that's all I told him. I'm like, hey, you know, you're at you're at 375. You're at the top. Just yeah, yeah get it you underneath so they can bid it up to it. Yeah. yeah so they exactly. can. 
It's such okay. a good trade. And I just want to get on the table. I'm just kidding about destroying the marriage and getting oh, married. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I don't want people to, you know, give me hate mail and all that stuff. <laughs> no, we're just kidding around. Uh, so, but wowza, what a well, story. Well, you know, I mean, David, I mean, I, I just, just to, you know, to make it a little bit more interesting, it's like, what are the conversations you have afterwards after we sold all these homes for him, right? So we ended up taking how many developments from him? Uh, after those 18, we ended up taking another 20 yeah, development from him. A 20 home. A 17. Two, a 14. Two 14s. Two 14s. Uh, we have an 8 coming up. Yeah. But but leading to this conversation, though, before all that stuff, so we, again, now we're talking about we sold all 18 rentals for him, and then we took over a 20-unit development, and then another 14. 14. Right? And then he, you get a phone call, right, at home? What, what, what was the phone call on when he when he said the actual magic word? So... <laughs> So, this is kind of interesting. You know? right. This is before we actually got any of the developments. Um, he calls me up and he tells me about the developments and he's just asking me kind of about the neighborhood and how I think it compares to uh, one of the other neighborhoods that where the six were in, the original six. And, you know, I told him, hey, you know, it's, it's slightly better, but very similar, um, just less rentals in the area, you know, whatever. And he goes, okay, I'm building some houses. Um, I'm not sure. I have never sold anything that I built, um, but you know my my wheels are my wheels are turning. And I'm thinking about it, and then uh, I think it was maybe another week later, and he calls me. It's it's pretty late at night. Uh, you know, I answer the phone, and he says uh, <laughs> his words straight out, "Jackpot, motherfucker." And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if you can put that on the maybe bleep out. I will, I will bleep it out. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. And I said, what, what do you mean? And he repeats it. And uh, he says, I'm selling everything. So this is what I have. I have 20 units I'm building here, 14 over here, um, another 14 over here, 28 over here, 8 over here. Next year, I have 72 over here. And I'm just like, oh, oh it's going to be fun. So, so technically, in the next like what three to four years, we're gonna probably have over a hundred plus listings coming up. Besides the stuff that we do on my side of the business, from one cold call. I was just gonna call. say, if the the lesson learned here, if there, the, your phone. the, the <laughs> biggest takeaway is a hundred percent. Pick up your phone, man. Pick up your phone. But and and uh, let's not shortchange it. Pick up your phone. But at, on the other hand of the coin, you gotta be good at what you do. Right. I mean, you, you were good. You guys have been at this a long time. Your experience shined through, you know, you knew the exact thing to say. You, you did it just right. I don't know, Katie. I don't know if we've ever given out this many rounds of applause, but <laughs> what was that Dave saying? Uh, and I've been in the area where that home was. Yeah. Pretty knew the area. So obviously knowledge of the area that you were. Right. Yeah. That must've been very helpful too. I know this area. I know that. Yeah. What area where geographically, where's this all happening? Like where so this is a uh, kind of foothill farm, Sacramento. Fascinating. Wowza. Yeah. Man. Oh man. I think let's just drop the mic and call it a day. I mean, <laughs> seriously, it's pretty good. <sighs> and I'm good. not, I'm really not kidding about that, Katie. I, I don't know that we need to get into Let's just keep going. But, Wow, what a great uh, opening segment, guys. Congratulations on that. E epic, epic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Right. good. Okay, so what's next? I mean, don't do the niche. We've already got that out of the way. <laughs> we cover that. What what's about, uh, do we want to do the favorite tech then? I mean, sure. Let's go through tech. I mean, what do you guys, yeah, go ahead, ask it. Okay, so do you guys have a favorite tech platform? 
Yeah. yeah what, what does that even mean? Like David said. Like different technologies. <laughs> <laughs> I think our favorite tech is talk to people, right? I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Right? Good enough, it, if it that's what you want to say. Tech. Yeah. No, we, yeah. So we use uh, the KV Core platform that EXP offers. Uh, Got it. Is is really good. Has everything you know right right there on one screen. Um, and then we also use a service called Listings to Leads. I know that one. Yeah. And really, that's just to you know just to help market the listings for our clients and, and really push it out there more. Obviously, the more eyes. Right. It'll push it out on social and stuff like that for you. Right. Uh, exactly. Okay. In the KV Core product, and I did a podcast with um, one of the big shots at KV Core, and I had no idea how robust that product was i was like oh my gosh you got to be kidding me but within the kv core product guys is there anything within the product that you like the most about it is is there kind of a thing that that's my that's my thing i like the most about it uh we like that it does the follow-up for us you can okay. set it set it up and and let it go and not have to it answers the questions that people are asking you know okay. we, we don't actually have to go in there and answer every question if it's something that gets specific you know, obviously we do, but you know, it it can get that initial, hey, I'm 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 looking inquiry, right? right. And the then you know that it's a serious, and then hey, okay, now it's I can take it out of there and, and start making the the actual personal contact with them. So basically, you can market a property or something like that with KV Core. Someone inquires on it, and the system itself will kind of intelligently walk, walk them through. through a Q and A. Mm -hmm. To where when they come out the other end of this thing, you're like, hey, this is probably a real real person that wants to actually be have a conversation with me. Is that how? And it can even start sending them like properties that, you know, the first one that, that sparked their interest. Um, so there's so cool. There's a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's also, really cool. Yeah. And the beautiful part about it as well is like once we list property, right, we put properties on the MLS, KB Core actually communicate with our MLS automatically. And then it pulls it into the system, and now we can, for a click of a button, it just it can go into Facebook with its own landing page. You know, you can boost the pro the product where it goes in a certain parameter. So I mean, it does all this one click, you know, menus where you don't have to set anything up. You just click a button, and it just does it for you. Nice. You know, so that's kind of like you know what we love about it because it's it's so simple and so easy to use that you you know it's just clicking a button and just does the marketing for you. And then once it gets funneled through, it goes to the actual agent's website, right? Now the, the client actually in the website looking at things, you know, putting love on things or fire on things or just, it just gives you the- Those the, are emojis that he was talking The about. emojis, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So it just so gives you the opportunity, yeah, to really look do they at- ever look. Put the, Do they ever put the poop emoji on anything? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Poop emoji. Right, right. Um, what's that all cost? Sounds expensive. It, it actually comes with uh, with EXP. It's free. Um, but Ooh. if you or with somebody else, you do have the option. I, I want to say six hundred bucks. Six hundred bucks a month. A month. Comes with EXP though, huh? But it comes with EXP and our tech stack, right? I mean, we have other tech stack in the in the company from yeah. tax management to workspace, where you know, people actually, we actually have our own Facebook with all 100,000 agents in the company yeah. where you're talking to somebody in, in UK and in Canada and New York and Texas and everybody's sharing their information, right? I mean, that's kind of like the beautiful part of our tech stack mm. is because it's a sense of community. A lot of us, you know, when we get into real estate, we don't have that community, right? I remember, you know, actually 
starting real estate and I'm walking when I, when I was in my early years and I'm walking by an office, the door shuts, right? There is no community because everybody's like, kind of like, right. I don't want you to hear what I'm talking about. Right. Competition, yeah. right? Yeah. But with our tech stack, you know, I mean, we're getting we're getting information from people in Florida that's like, hey, this is working in Florida. Try it in California. Or we're getting information from Brazil. Hey, we're trying this in Brazil, you know, try it in your in your region. So yeah, never a direct competition. And and the funny part is, I mean, there is no competition, right? If I teach somebody in my neighborhood, I mean, most likely, you know, I mean, we're probably going to run into each other. I mean, because there's enough business for everybody, right? Yeah. But then, you know, yeah. in, in, sometimes in our community, it's so close-minded that, oh, I'm not going to teach you, right? But with our tech stacks, like, it's free for all. We'll, gi we'll give you PDF on how to do things and how to do whatever whatever it takes. And, th and that's that kind of comes with our program, so. Extensive tech stack available. Yeah. Out of, out of it all, KV Core though seems to be like the thing that you kind of you guys say yes. are kind of that's my kind of our favorite thing. And then listings to leads to get some marketing done, but uh, or yeah, listings to leads, right? Yeah. So cool, a great answer, man. Cool stuff. What's next, Katie? Uh, where do the majority of your buyers and sellers come from? Yeah, under a rock. Mm. <laughs> so sellers, we we kind of already talked about that. Yes, we did. Yeah. And as for the buyers, most of the buyers, you know, that, that we do get, it's, it's off of the KV core, but we just send them out to, uh, to the agents that are on our team and let those, you know, let them get. Ah, uh, yeah. Got uh, yeah. Okay. With How big is your team? Ten. Ten? Ten agents? Yeah. Not bad. I yeah. like that size of a team, to tell you the truth. Because I know sometimes with EXP, you know, it's like, it could be massive, right? But... But with with ten people, that's a that's kind of an intimate team, you know. I mean, you can nice. really help help that team a lot, right? Rather, rather keep them busy than than just you know pick up a bunch of unhappy people. True, right? You know, yeah. I mean, hey, it, we, we got to get some closings, right? I mean, EXP is a fabulous model, but still, it's preferred if people are closing closing deals, closing right? Deals. Right, right? Yeah, because there's money in that, right? So if you're keeping your team busy with 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 deals, I mean, it's it's a great. It's a great setup. It's really cool. Yeah, and we got it set up to where you know we kind of broke out the region. Uh, we have a sales manager that kind of deals with the south area, and then we have somebody that takes care of the north area. So it's more intimate, <clears throat> right? So they they always have guidance. You know, besides us, you know, we also have a sales manager and staff that um, that kind of works with our agents to uh, to kind of handholding, right? I mean, everybody yeah. always wants the handholding thing, but at the end of the day, it's still their business. But we're kind of grooming them to eventually go out on their own and build sure. and do, do other things i mean that's the opportunity that our company exp offers is like hey you don't have to be a buyer's agent forever you can actually go and do this thing yeah and yeah. be just like us right i mean we just build it you know before you but now we're going to teach you how to do the same so you can go do your own cool yeah, so we kind of have a one-year revolving door <laughs> per se right yeah yeah all right man cool yeah what's next katie Good stuff. Uh, awesome. Database. How do you stay top of mind with your database? Yeah. Yeah. We just yeah, man. started actually caring about this, which is really bad. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? And I'm going to just jump in here. I can see why. I mean, you're, you've got so much on the front end, right? Yeah. You've got so much front end activity going that the back end can sometimes not take precedent, right? Right. So we've teamed up with some marketing companies uh, just, you know, recently, and uh, we're going to start, you know, doing the whole thing with 
the gift baskets and the client parties and and all that stuff but we yeah we just we just got started on that so we're pretty bad up until now you know why love the honesty i, I call my one guy i'm like hey buddy <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is because you're a couple of dudes man that's what's wrong <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I mean, got it for the, for the most part i mean you know we, we still we do stay in touch with them but we don't have a systematic approach to it per se yeah just yeah. to be honest, right? I mean, because like you said, we're kind of front loaded. Yeah. That we didn't just really didn't have time to do that stuff. And, and, you know, and I, I think, you know, you know, referral and, you know, inclined, inclined appreciation is, is the lifeblood of anyone's business because not everybody can get to where we are. And we just kind of like, right. You know, I mean, just had this relationship, a massive relationship where, you know, somebody like new might not be able to get there right away. Correct. So, I mean, yeah, it's very important that, you know, because I think David and I talked about this forever, like say, hey, what are we doing with our database and how are we reaching out to these guys? So we partner with a company that that now has this thing on autopilot to where now all these guys are getting touches, you know, okay. every time and we're calling them and, you know, checking up with them and stuff like that. So that's kind of like how we did it. It's kind of like a hands off, you know, instead of us doing it, we, ha we hired a company to go do it for us. Good, man. Good yeah. stuff. Excellent. We're getting done. All right, good stuff, man. What's next? All right, uh, well, you guys kind of already answered this one. Um, okay. You have team members that support you. Well, uh, actually, that's what I meant by this one, Katie, is, oh, go ahead, sorry, I hate to interrupt you. No, it's okay, there was just a two-parter to that one. If so, how many and what do they do? Yeah, and I'm not talking about other agents, I'm talking about, do you guys have like this admin thing? staff? Yeah. yeah. Like, so nothing, so we, again, it's they're both outside companies that you know, kind of handle the different stuff for us. Uh, for admin staff, we do have, you know, the transaction coordinator, coordinator that, um, you know, handle the paperwork and, and do all that. Cause you know, obviously if we spent so much time doing that, we wouldn't be able to- Oh, to for sure. Scale where you need to be, right? Um, yeah. And then our, our sales managers, they help a lot because they're, you know, they're really helping with the, the training of the agents, walking them through the transactions. Uh, they obviously the team can always reach out to us with you know specific questions or if they want to hang out you know we're we're always good for that. Um, but the day to day like even you know sometimes uh, you, we might get a new agent that wants to doesn't even know how to open a house you know and that our, our sales managers will go out and, and do those kind of things with them and, and really get them get them up and running. Okay, so you have sales managers. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you say you have sales managers, are these agents that have experience that are on your team that help out? Yes. Okay. That's like like I said, we broke it out in two regions because we wanted to be more intimate per se. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to run a massive team and you know and everybody get kind of lost in translation more right. or less. So we have we you know we have somebody that kind of runs you know from Sacramento down, you know all the way to Lodi, Stockton in that area, and we have somebody that kind of runs it from you know Rosewell up to Yuba County and Butte County. Yeah. So yeah. if we, we do get new team members that comes in, they fall in each category. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. This is interesting. You guys have a pretty cool setup going here. I gotta tell you, I'm <laughs> impressed. I'm intrigued. All right, what's next, Katie? Uh, how do you stay organized? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! How do you stay organized? question. <laughs> uh, we, we don't. <laughs> Love the honesty. It's awesome chaos. That's what it is. Organized mess. Yeah. 
Sounds well, cool. I mean, that's the reason why we're putting systems in place, right? So we can get organized. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the beautiful part about, you know, the company that we're with, it's like we don't have to do majority of the lifting, right? You know, that's the reason why we're kind of building our company within the company. So somebody else can do the heavy lifting and all we can do is support, right? So we can, so we can focus more on marketing, right? That's how we stay organized. We focus on marketing. We focus on bringing more deals to the table so our agents eat, right? And that's kind of like what we do, right? I mean, that's how we stay organized in our business so that way we can bring more to the table for our agents so they can learn from that. And, you know, being with this company, they kind of set it up to where, you know, you don't have to be hands-on more or less because they provide everything else. I don't have to answer broker questions. I don't have to do training more or less. Um, everything is systematized, like from, you know, our from our outreach to our to our database is systematized, right? Yeah. We kind of, you know, I mean, so for anybody out there that doesn't have a system, and that's something that Dave and I kind of talk about for years, right? It's like, dude, we need to have a system because then we will be running around, you know, try to do everything, right? So now little by little, we were able to set systems up to where now it runs on autopilot. And, you know, for a newer agent, that might be a, a loaded, you know, loaded question to ask, right? But at the end of the day, it doesn't, you know, you have to start somewhere though. You know, it could be just, you know, you know, just setting up your database, you know, and kind of work that until you grow and then you and then you set up a system to kind of run it and autopilot so you can focus on other things that's more productive, more or less. And that's, you know, making deals and negotiating contracts. For you guys, so when you're with regard to these systems, etc. But then jokingly we were saying, ah, we're not very organized. We just kind of get this stuff done, but I'm just curious. So like today you said right now you're this week is offer writing week right so we're we're writing a bunch of offers this week do you guys have like are you whiteboarding this stuff or is this in the computer basically what i'm doing or is this files on the counter or on the ta- on the desk or you get what i'm asking like a little bit of both yeah a little bit of everything because i kind of see over your shoulder david that there's it looks to be some sort of a pipeline over your right shoulder i think there's a whiteboard oh, right. of some oh, kind yeah 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 is that is that a uh is that some sort of a pipeline thing there or right just a just a system on on kind of building the business and and you know really dialing down all the details yeah. so you're not missing anything along I, the way. and I, I noticed I, I I think this is a pretty common thread for uh Katie is this way too like I try to keep Katie in the computer she would much rather have a whiteboard over her shoulder and be able to see it on the wall and understand what's what's going on are you guys more like that absolutely yeah and yeah and of course we empower our agents as well i mean we don't have to do everything right the idea is to leverage right because yeah trying to do everything yourself i mean that's almost impossible then you'll never go home yeah I mean, you're sleep so you empower other agents you know like you know we have an agent named gene right and then he helps me with some of our um on some of our actually inspections and stuff like that and he scouts stuff and 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 just empowering other agents so they can learn the same thing, right? So they can learn what you're doing. And and again, just that's just how you build it. And then it lands on my desk already analyzed. And I can say, okay, I can put that deal together. Or I can't put that deal together. Go yeah. on to the next one. So yeah. so just having, you know, I mean, by like like I said, like the week before we look at the properties and say, okay, these are the ones that we're looking at this week. Now let's go let's go take a look at them. 
you know and then once we once we figure out that it's going to work then we're going down to the writing offer space mm. so kind of like work that way so we do our due diligence the week prior so that way this time we're just writing offers and doing the week again for the following week mm. so cool, you know? man. you guys yeah, got so some really you kind of have to do it that way because otherwise is it's what's going to happen is you you want things to kind of close like almost like a, a rolling down the hill type of thing where yeah but deals happening, you know, and working on the same thing, you know, happening at the same time, right? So everything is just kind of like going down, right? Yeah, you guys have a very organic approach to it, right? It, it has right. to have an organic flow to it. So I get it. Yeah, very, very cool. You guys on any kind of like shared Google calendar to keep you guys organized on a daily, you know? Yeah, like appointments like and stuff? You guys run a lot of your errands and do a lot of your stuff together. Is that what I hear? Do you guys? Yeah, we do have one, but we don't really use it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Call, call me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Call me. You know. Just text back and forth. Just text me. Call Don't me. forget about this. Yeah. 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 Even with that, I still forget about stuff all the time. I just, this yeah. is just tripping me out. The numbers you guys are posting, just how you guys operate, everything's just amazing. It's really cool. Right. And sometimes I wonder too, right? How, how do we do with this many deals and, and, you know, and not have a system, right? I mean, because we, we have been right. out for years. But so. you do have a system. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, we, we do, you, but... you have a system. It's it's just, it's not, when, you know, so I think that a lot of people think system, they think well, there's a software behind it, right? Yeah. There's a, a cloud-based app thing, whatever. You guys aren't necessarily like that, but you do have a system, though. You've got a way that you guys flow together and the way that you guys work together to where you can knock out, geez, 250 deals in 24 months. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Pretty we're, good. Average. We're, average, we're average agents. <clears throat> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, what's the next question? Um, okay. Can you share a specific example of a challenging transaction you navigated successfully and what you learned from that experience? <laughs> I know. We're really looking forward you know, to it. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we always don't want any challenging stuff, but, you know, but I do have one for you that's kind of kind of funny in a sense, right? So first time home buyer, um, very excited. You know, they're getting their first home and they're not with, with any with any buyers that are very excited i mean they kind of do things without thinking about it more or less right even when you tell them not to. even when you tell them not to right that's the first thing you would tell your clients hey don't buy stuff don't open stuff don't do anything with your credit because <laughs> don't change your job looks at it you cannot change it okay <laughs> so it's like okay fine whatever i get it right so sure enough in one of one of our deals uh here in sacramento uh we got the cd out so basically this closing disclosure so they're ready to go right really you know and next thing you know i get a phone call from my the loan officer says hey did your client just bought furniture <laughs> <laughs> i was like it kind of messed up their dti their debt to income now they're saying they have more debt now they can't oh my god uh what to brutal. do i was like oh my god what are we gonna do right what did you do so this is what i did and and gone Honest to God, truth is what I did. So I ended up going, hey, you know, I know it's a mistake. You know, you didn't mean to. You, I know you're just excited about it. But where did you try to get the furniture? Oh, furniture, what, uh, Ashley or whatever it is in Roseville, right? I was like, okay, who did you talk to over there? So I literally went over there, talked to the sales manager and says, hey, listen, you need to backtrack all of this. Yeah. You need, you need to make sure that they never bought this from you. <laughs> You know, and says that they, you know, that they, that this was a mistake that, you know, you know, yeah. basically just let the company know, hey, they're going to come and buy from you. Yeah, right away. Right, right away. But yeah. I need to, they, need to, they need to buy their house first. 
Yeah. But with this on their credit now, saying that they, you guys inquired on a credit of $5,000, it kind of threw everything off. So you had to write a letter saying that they never bought these pro- th- this furniture, that that we they made a mistake by running their credit. And, that's and you, got, you got the guy to do that? I got, I, got the, I got the furniture company to do it. Because I told them that, hey, you know, buy from you anyway, right? But we just need to close this deal so they can get their house. And then they can come and get their furniture from you later. Hey, man, that's going the extra mile on your part. And what a great guy at the furniture place to, yeah. to understand and Who cooperate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I th- a lot of that has to do with your approach to that too. You know, yeah. I, I imagine. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anything? <laughs> this is gonna make you laugh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Again, they don't know what they don't know, right? I mean, even if, yeah. after you told them so many times, yeah. they're just excited. They're brand new homeowners, and they want to doll up their house, you know. And they made a they made a pretty common mistake that a lot of people make is to go open credit cards and stuff like that because they they think that the transaction is done right mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you gotta do the extra mile and go out there and talk to the people and say hey you know they made a mistake can you please write a letter saying that they never applied or they you know accidentally pressed the button to supply and that they never bought anything they didn't owe anything so and they did it so and and that kind of helped it out and you know and we were able to get the deal funded and they're been in their house for about six years now happily nice with the furniture <laughs> with the furniture <laughs> with the furniture oh my gosh what a great story <laughs> I, what a what a what a uh awesome uh you know the the story we could say common right people do this they buy things but how you fixed it not so common and uh, pretty interesting so good stuff great work what's next katie what's left all right, what advice would you give to new or average producing agents looking to get started or to increase their success in the industry? You guys in for 20 years apiece. You got a new kid. What do you think, David? Yeah. A new kid, like, I really want to be like you guys. What do I do? How do I get started? What should I do first? Work really hard. <laughs> okay. Work, yeah, right? In the beginning, you got to do, do everything. You got to, you know, try, try everything, see which one you like. And then when you find something that you like, really perfect it and and do a lot of it. Um, you know, if it's open houses, try to try to do three, four, five a week if you can. Just treat it like a real job. The problem with real estate is most people get into real estate thinking, oh, now I'm going to make a lot of money and I don't have to do anything. Mm. Uh, but if you could treat it just like you would treat, you know, I'm going to spend 40 hours a week at you know as an electrician or whatever it might be. And you take those 40 hours and you actually figure out a way that you're working, you know, not, oh, I'm on the computer researching houses, you know, maybe that's a, a small portion of it, but actually working. Prospecting. Yeah. yeah. Prospect all the time. When you get a deal, it's great to, it's great to work the deal, but you need to spend more of your time working on the next deal, getting the next one in line. Otherwise you sell a house. You have money for a week, then you're, you know, you're out looking to try to get another client. Then 30 days later, you sell that house. You know, you've really got to be focused on that next deal. You know, we're, one of the things that we did is we put in their just transaction sheets and it, it tells you when you're following up, right? You're going to follow up your client, you know, three times a week, but do it on these times. That way 
the other times you can, you know, be actually out there and prospecting, try and time blocking. Yeah. yeah time blocking. Right. And if, if, you, if you do that, you know, you're, you're never neglecting your clients as long as you're, you know, you're really checking in on their deals three times a week. You're letting them know three times a week. Hey, this is, this is what the next step is. Hey, you're not doing anything. You're just hanging out this week. Just relax. And we're waiting for this to come back, whatever it might be. Continue to check in with them, let them know where the transaction is, but spend most of your time working on getting another one and another one. It's easy to follow up with even, you know, five clients at one time. If it's, you know, if you have it set up, hey, I'm going to be calling on Thursday between one and three. It's easy to make five phone calls, mm -hmm. you know, between that time. But if you're running around with five clients and you don't have that in place, you know, your clients feel like they're not getting talked to. They don't know where they're at. You don't have time to, to yeah. get the X transaction once these ones start closing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anything to add to that, Mike? Yeah, well, I only have three things, really. I mean, um, it, it's... Um, treat your clients, right? Yeah, take care of your clients. And um, But here, here's one thing, though. I mean, this is for somebody that's getting started for the first time. I mean, I wish somebody taught me this when I first got started. You know, I mean, I came from a sales job and says, hey, his real estate's the same. No, it's not. You know, it's totally different, you know, because I have to go actually find deals instead of the deals coming to me, right? So they didn't give you a phone book? They just No, they didn't book. give me a phone book. They actually <laughs> told me, hey, you know, you need to go do this. <laughs> Talk to people. I was like, oh, 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 I'm, not, I'm used to just having yeah. them call me, you know, coming from a, you know, retail background, you know, at the time, yeah. you know. So one thing that you know one thing that i think that's very important for anybody that's you know in real estate or somebody that's trying to get in real estate is to actually associate with the right company right mm -hmm. i mean there's so many company out there that gives you the signing object i can do this i can do that and when you get there it's like well where would he go right so so really determining the the right company that 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 really offers the value that you're looking for you know what is it besides the transaction and the leads and the training and stuff like that what is what other things can they actually give you that can set you up for long term, right? I mean, time and time again, what we do is we we come in and then, oh, we don't like it anymore. We go on another one and we go on another one and we go on another one. But we're never really setting the, the presence as, hey, when I'm going to go with a company, what is it with this company long term? You know, what do they offer besides the basic thing that from training to lead generation or anything like that? What can this company do to help me build wealth, right? that's what the first thing that people should actually dive into before they you know get into real estate is choose the right company right i'm not name dropping anything but there is companies out there that gives you more than just you know just your training and lead generation and stuff like that right so secondly right find a mentor right find a mentor that you can kind of like squad with right so whether whether the company offers the mentorship or you find somebody else <clears throat> in your company that you can mentor with Right. I always tell, you know, an agent that said, well, I don't want to pay a, a big split. I was like, well, you know, what's better, you know, 50 percent of something or 100 percent of nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and a lot of times, you know, there's a disassociation with newer agents to say, hey, I can do this on my own and I'm going to be just fine. And they ended up, you know, not staying in the business for a long time because they they have the mentality that I don't want to pay somebody, you know, to mentor me or to to do business with. Right. And the last thing that, that I think that's really important is find a company that has a sense of community where you can go to and ask questions without any prejudice, right? Because some companies, you know, even even some the same company in just in a different region, 
they wouldn't even share what they're doing, right? Because they think that you're a direct competition. So find a community, whether, you know, uh, a meetup or, you know, or a whole bunch of like masterminds that you can kind of, you know, go into and hang out with. Because I put it this way, when when you go out and, and do deals, you want to hang out with people that does deals, right? Most of these agents that doesn't actually do any deals because they're hanging around with the wrong people. Mm. Right? They're hanging out with people that are not doing deals, right? So if you want to sell 50 homes a year, you hang out with somebody that's doing 50 homes a year, right? I mean, you're better off that way. So again, just you know, find the right company, find the right mentor and mentorship, and, and join a community that's that that's doing what you want to do in your career. I love it. That's Great stuff. Like my three cents. Good stuff. Great, both Great. you guys. Thank you. Let's wrap this thing up and bring it home, Katie. What do we got? All right. Uh, are you looking to grow your team? Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think we want to add probably another six. Another six. Okay. What geographic area are, are would they do they have? Does, does it matter what area they're in to you or not? Because I well, know. Yeah. So definitely in and around Sacramento. The okay. Area. Okay. Good enough. Yeah. That was part of the next question too. What areas do you serve and how can a buyer, seller, or potential new team member reach you? So go. How can reach you? Phone number, websites, tell us it all. And then you're, you know, I mean, they can reach us at uh, team at Hurley and Cabras Real Estate. Um, Realty, what was that? Real estate group. Yeah, realestategroup.com. You know, so team. (laughs) We'll make sure we get the right one down below. Don't worry. I think it's team at Hurley and Cabras Realty. Dot com. I think that's what they set it up for. So that's uh, that's what it is. So team okay. at Hurley and Cabras Realty dot com. Okay. Okay. And what about phone phone number? Um, they can either reach me at 916-254-1702. And David? 916-895-9188. Beautiful. Yeah. Well again, like thanks for thanks for having us. I mean, I hope we um, gave a little bit of insight on in our world oh yeah our chaos <laughs> it was it was just awesome i gotta tell you guys this was one of the funnest uh titan podcasts i think we've ever done the just everything about it was very very cool so can't thank you guys enough for being here and again if you, for all the listeners man if you want to engage with these two cats it, it, it would be a wise thing to do because they got it going on so uh man guys thanks so much really appreciate it. we'll have you back again maybe we can dive a little deeper into some things here and there but uh That'd be great. We would love to. Love All to. Right. All right. Well, you guys, you guys hang tight. Don't go anywhere because uh, we, we, when we stop the recording, we still want to talk to you about something. But in the meantime, I just let everybody else know if you're watching us here for the first time or listening for the first time, you would like to be on the podcast or if you know a good candidate that would uh, you think would be good on the podcast, just call Bill Crossan at 707-220-1444. That's 707-220-1444. 1444. With that, we're going to get on out of here and we'll see you guys here next time on the Real Estate Titans podcast. Thanks, guys. Adios, everybody. Okay, guys. So at the end of every podcast, we we do this. So we tell you a joke. See oh. how, you feel, how you feel about it. Katie, what do, you, what, do, right. what do you got? All right, guys. Why do bees have sticky hair? No idea. No idea. Because they use a honeycomb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good dad joke. You just kidding me yeah. long enough. Um, hey, hey oh, guy. I got another one. When does a when does a joke become a dad joke?
when it becomes apparent. Oh, <laughs> when it becomes apparent. Gotcha. 